0: Welcome to the Go After Your Passion podcast with Christina Crowley. Live a life you love. If not now, when? Here's Christina. Welcome to the podcast. Today I have with me Wendy Kleinke. And uh, Wendy, welcome. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you
1: so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and speak with you today. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. So, Wendy, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: So I am a fitness professional, and I've been in the industry um, in many different um, aspects since about 2006, and um, I'm currently um, helping other fitness professionals to, um, you're going to like this, to, to kind of share their passion and, you know, build a really strong business based around that, so I'm, I'm really quite honest. Yeah, so I definitely um, help other fitness professionals to kind of share their passion and build a strong business based on that passion. I'm very honored to be here with you today and talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart. It's definitely a a message that I am often saying myself is share your passion. So I'm really excited to talk with you today. Yeah. So what
0: inspired you to, to follow your passion, to follow that passion?
1: So, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, when I was growing up, uh, the things that I did for fun as a little girl, as a very little girl, were either reading or exercising, like doing like exercise videos. So not like playing sports, but, um, I believe I did Denise Austin Uh and yeah, yeah, and uh, Galad, I don't know if you know who he is. He's my favorite. Uh, but, so I did that as a, as a little girl. And, um, you know, I you know, went to high school and grew up and got married pretty young and had a family and decided that I needed to go back to school. And I initially just wanted to go back as like a group exercise instructor because I really liked exercising. I had found that, um, you know, getting stronger was, something that really benefited me a lot. And I love doing it. Unfortunately, I let my family kind of talk me out of it. So oh. not necessarily a lot of money in the fitness, um, in the fitness world. And so I I let a family member kind of talk me out of that. So I went to college and I started majoring in math. Because I love problem solving. And you know, I, I went through quite a few, you know, upper level math classes. And I eventually just decided that I wanted to go into exercise, like I just, I couldn't deny it any longer. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work in exercise. So I switched gears and, you know, enrolled in exercise science. And really fell in love with the science side of it, Loved the research. Um, got an internship in cardiac research, and I was definitely going to do the rehab side. That's what I said all through college. Um, but once I got into the, I did a year-long internship for cardiac research, and then I got a job that I worked in for a year in cardiac research, and I found that, like, it just wasn't the right environment for me. Um, there's a lot of red tape involved, and um, the... <laughs> <That's so hard>. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs, stop I love it. them. Stop! <laughs> you guys, gotta stop. Sit down. Sit down. The dog barking outside, so they're like, "Oh my god!" Sit down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sure, sure. I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's okay. It happens.
1: Yeah. Sit down. Sit down. So, um, I think I was saying. You were
0: the red tape and cardiac research.
1: Yes. so in in cardiac research, there's a lot of red tape involved in working in a hospital. And um, there's also a bit of a pecking order. And the pecking order, it just wasn't really for me. It wasn't a good environment for me. So I took a huge pay cut, like half, (laughs) to go work on the fitness side. Um, my husband and I, but I was married at the time. Um, we had kind of argued about it a bit. I'm telling you this puppy. That's alright. What kind of puppy? He's a mixed breed. Um, yeah. stop it. Stop <laughs> it. He is a hound pit bull lab mix. Oh, he's real cute. Yeah. Just,
0: yeah. That's okay. That, that, you know, I, I, like I said, I totally understand.
1: (laughs) So for, you know, financial reasons, it was a hard decision to make.
0: Yeah. It sounds
1: like it would be. Yeah. Yes. Yes. However, I just couldn't, I couldn't see spending my life in a job that I hated. And in addition to that, it was a desk job. So I was starting to feel the effects of, um, sitting at a desk in my body, I, I gained, um, about 25 pounds. And-
0: That's right. Okay. So you were feeling the effects of, of sitting at a desk all day. I understand that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, coming from a exercise background where your body feels pretty good, most of the time, it was really difficult. So I just knew it was time for a change. Like I knew I couldn't continue working at a desk. Um, despite the fact that I really enjoyed the the research, Mm -hmm. I I just couldn't keep doing it. Mm -hmm. So I went over to the fitness side and because when you have a degree in exercise science, you have to learn both. So you have to learn both the preventative side, which is like the fitness side and the rehabilitative side. So like cardiac rehab, um, those types of things. So I went back over to the fitness side and I haven't left. So I love it. Um, i 've worked in various different roles, and over the years, I watched uh as other trainers just could not pick up the sales portion of it. Um, I was fortunate enough to have some very wonderful mentors in in my in my life that I listened to, so sometimes you know you can run into mentors and yeah people don't always listen to them. So some of the same people that I was working with had the same mentors as me and didn't want to listen. And it eventually ended up failing, you know, leaving the industry because they just couldn't make it, couldn't make it work, which is actually pretty common in in the fitness realm. You know, it's definitely something that happens uh, regularly. But I find that when people really tap into what they're passionate about, it just kind of flows out of you. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like sales anymore Mm -hmm. when you're talking about something that you love.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And so, but even though it comes out of you and it's the natural right way to go, you know um, it sounds like it was you know, it was, you know, really the right thing for you to do, even with the pay cut. Uh, You know, that sounds like that was your biggest challenge. And um, so what did you learn by overcoming those challenges?
1: So, you know, with the back and forth of, you know, making the switch from, you know, a higher paying job that offered, you know, health benefits and, you know, job security it, it was definitely there was a it was a lot to get through because you give up a lot when you walk away from that and working as a, a trainer basically in any part of the fitness industry it's kind you're kind of hard pressed to find a job that's going to offer you benefits and good pay so it's usually one or the other if you're even lucky to get one of those yeah so there was definitely I mean it took a lot of time to make the decision you know i had children and it was definitely you know it was a pay cut but ultimately i went to i i i went to a different job and then i eventually went to and it was for a non working in corporate wellness and i eventually ended up leaving that position to work for a pro- for-profit gym that had um, a lot greater potential to make more money so ultimately i ended up doing just fine uh, but it was definitely a mindset shift you know you really had to think about like how do you want to be spending your life and is it really that important like is it really do you really need that that bad? can you what other obstacles what other, what ways can you get around it To make it work so I it was definitely a mindset shift for me like I just needed to think about what I really wanted in life yeah I, I needed to make sure that I you know like if you're miserable every day because of what you're doing how happy can you be in life if you're miserable every day
0: Absolutely, money isn't everything I think. and when you're able to work in your passion and at least uh, you know it, 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 it's what you it's what you make of you know the income that you have and, and I you know you hear of librarians who make seventeen thousand dollars a year retiring with an estate of a half a million dollars. so there are there are ways of doing it. It sounds like, Even though your passion didn't pay a lot, the happiness made the low pay work.
1: Absolutely. And it also gave me a lot of flexibility because I was able to do my own schedule. So I could then drive my kids to school and free up my afternoons and feed them dinner. And then I could go back to work for a couple of hours while they were doing their homework or while they were at their sports. So it gave me a lot of freedom and flexibility that you don't get in a nine to five. And that's, that was important to me, you know, having that time with my children when they were, you know, when they were younger, um, you know, they're 17 and 19 now, so they don't, they don't need me to be home with them quite (laughs) as much, but it was important to me that they had that kind of support and that they weren't just home alone, even though they're old enough to be, be home alone, it was important to me that they had that kind of support. So fortunately, this, um, this career has allowed, has allowed that for me. Yeah. And so
0: tell us about um, what you're doing now. Uh, Do you have your own business? Uh, What are, it sounds like you're still, you know, in the fitness arena.
1: Yeah, yeah. So now I help other fitness um, professionals and facility owners, to really kind of stabilize their businesses and streamline their sales. So the, the, fitness, the fitness business and the, the industry is a little bit different from other industries. And in order to have a very strong business, you have to have a very strong community. So because people are going into facilities or working with the professionals, usually several times a week, Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what you want anyways, is you want people coming in, you know, multiple times uh, a week. You have to kind of have a little bit more of a personal relationship with them. You have to be a little bit more friendly and you have to work really hard to kind of build that strong community. You know, you want other members talking to each other. You want them participating in your services and your programs. You want them coming to your workshops. because fitness facilities will live and die by engagement. And having an engaged community is really the secret to having a strong business. So whether you are like an independent trainer where you go into a facility and provide your services or whether you are you know, running a, a staff of trainers and they're your own trainers, you really wanna make sure that people are getting connected with each other, whether that is within the staff or within other members. So I help those people figure out how to do that because it's kind of a skill, it's not taught in school. And if you look up engagement, it's it's a bit of an elusive topic, and not everybody understands it. So that's what I help with. That's what I do now.
0: It sounds like, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, doesn't, it doesn't come online. I mean, you see all of these ads for, you know, fitness, things that are online, but, you know, that personal touch is still very relevant in your field.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, even if you're just working with clients online, like through Zoom um, or Trainerize or any of the other platforms, you know, having uh, a regular conversation with these people, I mean, it makes a difference. People don't want to work with a robot. And they don't come to this industry to get an automated experience. They can get that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They can get that from a Jillian Michaels DVD. They can get that anywhere. So when they're coming to a fitness professional, they want and need that personal touch. Like that's, that's what they need. And it's important that they find someone who is passionate about the results that they want so if you were to come to the fitness industry and you needed help with improving your golf swing you would do well to find a professional that helps with that and it's such a wide industry that they're out there Yeah, you know they're, they're out there who is your ideal client um, so when I was working as a trainer, when I was working as a trainer, ideally I worked with women between the ages of 40 and 60 who were you know, either approaching menopause or about to go through menopause. And the, the things that we worked on were keeping your muscle tone. So I worked with women on getting stronger and staying strong because when you hit menopause, you go through obviously a lot of changes And the changes in estrogen impact your muscle which also impacts your bones so your your bones and your muscles work together and when your bones are not getting the hormones that they need and the calcium that they need they start pulling the nutrients from the muscle and then the muscle will start to deteriorate so keeping your muscles strong in turn keeps your bones strong so that was a lot of what um women that I worked with were absolutely trying to do. So they weren't necessarily trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, although it was usually an added benefit, okay. but um yeah. So i worked with women who are wanting to either build strength or maintain what they already had mm-hmm. um, as they're, you know, going through some life changes.
0: So you still work with clients?
1: I do still have a few clients. I don't work with, um, you know, one-on-one clients. Uh, like I did before, I, my focus is shifting now to help other fitness professionals um, work on their skills, and it's nice because I feel like I'm helping more people through them. Right? So it's, it's- yeah.
0: So you're a trainer who, you know, knows how to train, but you don't quite have that. Uh, you know, getting the clients to come to you, even though you can help them—that's what you help them with, right?
1: I'm not sure I understand your question.
0: So you're you're helping the trainer learn how to, uh, you know, get the clients that they need. Maybe develop a clientele.
1: Yeah. So I help um, trainers and fitness facilities to improve their sales and and build communities. So when you have um the way that I would help fitness facilities is I kind of help them with building their communities and they'll definitely do that through their trainers Mm -hmm. and the the niche that the trainers are working in. Yeah. So, for example, if you were to have a yoga studio, um, it would be ideal to have yoga instructors that specialize in different areas because then you can really build a strong community that can help more than one type of person with their problem. Yeah, right. So sometimes people come to yoga for balance. Sometimes people come to it for flexibility. Sometimes people come to it um, to learn how to relax, Mm -hmm. you know, for the meditation side of it. And it's really great when you can have, you know, people who have a specialized niche that can really help in those areas.
0: And you see yourself, you know, doing this for as long as you can to continue in your passion?
1: So I really strongly believe that exercise is for everyone. And like that, like if I were to say what is my passion, that is what it is, is that exercise is for everyone. And fitness professionals have a duty and obligation to share their passion and create a space where others will feel comfortable to come in and participate that's what i'm passionate about like i like regardless of your limitation or what kind of modifications you might need there's always a way that you can exercise whether it is through breath work and just breathing uh whether it is through you know needing you know to make some adjustments based on what whatever your body has been through over the years or whether it is like pushing really hard because you're really strong i i just really believe that exercise is beneficial to everyone and that there is a way that everyone can participate regardless if they're in a wheelchair or if they're an olympic athlete like i that's what i really love yeah. um, i just want to help as many people as i possibly can to you know find ways to exercise
0: yeah that's that's really really profound and so if somebody's inspired by you today or they see that you know they could use your help is there a
1: way for them to reach out to you find you online absolutely you know the probably the easiest way to um, get involved with me would be to join my community group on Facebook it's called the lifted community and if you just search that it should pop right up and there's a you know my pictures there and everything um but we have a lot of fun in that group and i do weekly trainings for fitness professionals on ways to kind of you know hone in on what their specialty is and ways that they can go out and find people that need their services and ways that they can build that community uh so those are those are things that i talk about really regularly and um that's the best way to find me i'm all over social media but that's probably going to be the quickest way to interact with me
0: yeah and everything's right there on facebook and everybody's on facebook i know well thank you so much wendy I, I i so appreciate your time and being with us today
1: this has been wonderful thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak with you i really appreciate it of course
0: Thanks for listening to Christina. Now, go after your passion.